We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Thank you for hanging out with us here today on Empower Radio. Well, if you've listened to my show before, you know I talk a lot about how your relationship with you is the foundation for every other relationship in your life. A large part of being a vital, healthy, and sexy being is your core relationship with yourself. Here is a wonderful quote from Lillian Smith. No journey carries one far unless, as it extends to the world around it, it goes an equal distance into the world within. Well, today we're going to talk about how this principle applies to your sex life. If you're ready to rekindle passion, improve your partnership, increase your libido, and turn up your life force, you are going to love this conversation. Whether your sex life is good and you want to make it great, if you need answers to questions about specific sexual health challenges, or even if you're single and ready to improve your health and claim greater vitality and creativity, you are in the right place here on Journey to Center. We are spending time with Dr. Laura Steelsman. She's the author of the critically acclaimed book, Great Sex Naturally, Every Woman's Guide to Enhancing Her Sexuality Through the Secrets of Natural Medicine. She's a licensed naturopathic physician and acupuncturist with a 20-year private practice in Honolulu, Hawaii. She's a leading spokesperson on natural medicine and has appeared on CNN's Health Watch, Fox, and NBC News affiliates. She's a sought-after expert on radio shows and has written articles and is often quoted in popular magazines including Women's World, Self, Women's Day, Natural Health, Women's Health, Whole Lifetimes, Body and Soul, Better Nutrition, Alternative Medicine, Health, Delicious Living, and many more. So, Dr. Steelsman, thank you for being here today on Empower Radio. Oh, thank you, Tammy. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to be having this very important conversation with you. Well, I think it's an important message, you know. I, in many ways, I think this book could be called Great Love Naturally, not just Great Sex Naturally. Um, my husband and I decided to write this book because so many of my patients over the 20 years of practice have come in and said, gee, doctor, where did my libido go and how come the word sex no longer conveys the, say, the same sense of power and magic that it once did? And they want to know what they can do to rekindle the flames of passion, and they want to know what they can do to also use natural medicine to heal from common conditions that hinder their libido. Yeah, and I like what you said. This isn't just about sex. It's about the life force. It's about love. It's about connecting, and we all want that. Your book is really very, very well-rounded and just a wealth of wisdom. I got a lot of value out of it. I've been up late into the night reading this. Oh, so, great. <laughs> what a really, really good material. And I like some things that you say. You say that the capacity for sexual pleasure, pleasure and overall health is profoundly connected. Can you tell me more about that? Yes, I can. And, you know, basically our sexual energy is a powerful life force and it's powerful enough to manifest, create, and really give spark to new life. And ultimately, 
this powerful life force can be used for enhancing libido and for being intimate, but it can also be used for your creative pursuits. And, you know, ultimately, if we're looking at increasing sexual energy, we're looking at increasing this life force. And in, in Chinese medicine, this life force is really the foundation of, of vitality, the vitate foundation of, of what keeps your heart beating and what keeps your body healthy. And most of the herbs and acupuncture and qigong and tai chi and even kung fu, it's all centered around this concept of qi, which is vital force, and being able to build this qi and nurture this qi. And in, in my book, I do integrate Chinese medicine into giving women tools and tips on how they can increase this powerful life force in their bodies because it's this powerful life force that makes them feel vibrant and healthy and alive. And when we look at this qi, this vital force, we're looking at yin energy, which is the feminine aspect of qi. We're looking at yang energy, which is the masculine aspect of qi. And we need to have balance of these two different kinds of qi. And this is represented in that yin-yang symbol that so many people have seen. And it's through the tenets of natural medicine and, and our lifestyle and botanical medicines and balancing our hormones that we can create balance in the vital force and in yin and yang. And we can really amplify our, our energy and our vitality so that we live happy, healthy lives, right? I mean, most people want more love and happiness in their life, right? So, Absolutely. So how do we do that? <laughs> That's why we're, we're having this conversation with you, Dr. Steelsman. I'm excited about finding out more uh, tips and tools about how we can really turn up the wattage in, in our lives, in the bedroom, but everywhere. I love how you're explaining this life force. Is, is, it, is it chi? Are there other words for it? Well, I think that there are many cultures around the world that have words for it. Here in Hawaii, I'm from Hawaii, and uh, it's mana, right? Mana is mm. a powerful life force. In Japanese medicine, it's ki. In Chinese medicine, it's chi. And I'm sure if you look around the planet and you look at some of these ancient medicines, they, they have this idea of energy that's in all living things. And I don't think that they're, they're, they've barked up the wrong tree. I think that they're on to something. And even in our Western world, what's so interesting is that, you know, there is sort of this fascination with acupuncture in our Western world. And most medical doctors will embrace acupuncture, okay, which is so interesting to me because we have no clue why and how it works. There's absolutely no scientific studies that can show you exactly what she is. I think that our um, physicists probably come closest to it when they're talking about string theory. And, you know, looking at the, the smallest um, moving particles that they can find. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see that when you really dive into phys physics, that, you know, they're starting to talk about energy and they're talking about chi. They're talking about vital force. So what do we do to increase this vital force? And, and you know, ultimately, it's, it's the choices that we make each and every day. And these choices accumulate into a lifetime of wellness, so when we look at, you know, in terms of libido and sexual satisfaction, I mean, I know that my patients are coming to me because they want to know what they can do naturally to increase that. And, you know, I know that there is big pharma out there. They're trying to create a drug to increase women's libido. And, you know, it really does make me laugh because that is not where libido is going to come from. It's not going to come from a drug. It's going to come from this powerful life force and by building it and nurturing it over time. 
Absolutely. I think you're so right. And you talk about how um, our culture really um, does us a disservice in regards to cultivating healthy sexuality. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that and how we can maybe start to take responsibility to shift that for ourselves? Well, sure. You know, I see predominantly women in my practice, and I'm, I'm not really a sex specialist. I'm a health specialist, and particularly a women's health specialist. And what I hear women saying to me is, I am tired. <laughs> mm. They're exhausted. They're not sleeping at night. Their hormones have all gone upside down or sideways. They have pelvic health issues like vaginitis and dry vaginal tissues associated with perimenopause and menopause. They have ovarian cysts. They have PMS. They are experiencing a lot of fatigue because we have an extremely young culture. And that means that, you know, young is that masculine aspect of chi. And, and young is, is, is the, um, it's the white side of that yin-yang symbol. And its mm -hmm. qualities include light, fire, daytime, its expansion, its aggression, but it's also this dynamic outward energy. It's very explosive. And when you think about it, it's even passionate, fiery energy. But this, this fire can only be nurtured if you keep putting wood on the fire, right? And the wood is really the yin energy. We need to have that feminine aspect of chi to be nourished so that the yang can continue to be passionate and fiery. And the yin energy is this sort of wet, moist, slippery, dark energy. Um, and dark meaning a, a darkness, nighttime, quiet, it's intimate, it's soft, it's very gentle. And, and mm -hmm. you know, I think of yang as the, um, our very active linear mind, and yin is our quiet mind. It's sort of the right side of our brain, the creative part of our brain. And it's really where we feel love and gentleness. In many ways, I think of yin as our innermost being. And we need to have time to nurture this. Hence, I think why we see so many people drawn to meditation and drawn to yoga. But, you know, yoga can be done in a very young way. I don't know if you've ever been to a Bikram yoga class. Uh, Tammy, mm, have you ever yes, been to one of those? Yes, the hot yoga. Okay. No, well, I've been to hot yoga. That's similar. Yes. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, I came home and I was completely drained. <laughs> I mean, drained of fluids. I had eyelid twitching. <laughs> I mean, it is not yin nourishing. It's very yang. So yoga can even be done in a very yang way, even like Ashtanga yoga, right? It's very yang. But, but I think that as a culture, we are expecting women to raise children, work full time, keep the house clean go to all the soccer meets, um, nurture and care for their children, take care of their husband, nurture themselves. And they're like, nurture themselves? Where does that fit in? <laughs> I don't have any time for that. So I, I really think as a culture, we have like this oversexed, devoid of love sexuality out there in the media. And then we have, you know, your, your, your common woman who, who just wants to be loved and who wants time to take care, who needs time to take care of herself and nurture herself and build this yin energy and, and eat more yin nourishing foods and bring more yin exercises into her diet and bring more yin activities. I mean, I think that what we need to schedule into our lives it's flop time. We need to schedule time where we're, where we're not having to do anything. Doctor's <laughs> orders. I love that. I'm always telling people, be gentle with yourself. Relax. But Dr. Sealsman says it uh, even more eloquently. <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. So, so um, um, 
Yeah, that is a way that we can replenish or refuel our gas tank because without it, we're worthless. We have to put that oxygen mask on first before we can really take care of anyone else. And I think that we need to remember that feminine energy is a powerful life force, okay? And we keep tapping into the masculine energy. We keep tapping into trying to keep up with the Joneses or trying to keep up with a culture that's fast-paced, fast-moving, lots of information. But this feminine energy is a powerful life force. And it's this energy that women use to connect to their deepest desires, And for a woman to have a strong libido, she needs to have a balance of both that yin energy because she needs to feel relaxed and in touch with her feminine nature. And she also needs yang energy in order to experience the effects of being stimulated and and feeling, um, feeling passionate. And, you know, what I'm hearing from a lot of my patients, not only are they lacking in this yin energy, but they're also lacking in yang. I mean, they're, they're just tuckered out. <laughs> you know, they're tired. Yeah, they're just on fumes. <laughs> they're just going on fumes or from a borrowed, you know, borrowed energy from, you know, too much caffeine. So I, yes. I really think that, you know, that's the underlying, underlying cause. And then when that starts to become imbalanced, then we start to see hormonal imbalances, right? We see low thyroid, we see adrenal fatigue, we see, you know, excess estrogen, low progesterone, because these women are so exhausted, they're not ovulating, right? They're so stressed out. I mean, we all know stress is a big monkey wrench in in, in many different systems in the body. We all know that stress can lead to cancer. We all know stress leads to lower immunity. I mean, it's it's (laughs) well-documented. You know, this is nothing new, right? And um, there's no doubt that stress really consumes our vital force. It consumes our energy. And as Louise Hay says it, you know, when, I love this, she says, when you are stressed, you are not enjoying life. And <laughs> that pretty much sums and, it up right there in a nutshell. <laughs> and, and truly, um, you know, as we spoke about before we got on the show, you know, people want more love and happiness in life and they, they want less stress. But yes. we also want to How help them. How do we them. do that? How do we do that, Dr. Okay. Salesman? <laughs> well, well, the other piece is, you know, if a patient comes to me and they're, you know, they're just plain tuckered out and they've got, you know, a full-time job and they have kids, I can't tell them, well, get rid of your kids and get rid of your job. <laughs> you know, no, I mean, that's not. not realistic. <laughs> no, that's not realistic. However, what I can do is I can help them to better cope with stress, right? And I right. can help them to increase their stress threshold so that they can really enjoy the life that they have created for themselves. And, and this comes through the tenets of natural medicine and through creating a great foundation of health, eating a really healthy diet, having good um, detoxification. And in my book, I do recommend that women do what I call the great sex detox. <laughs> oh, yes, let's hear more about that. <laughs> and, you know, this detox is to help balance their hormones, it's to help boost their adrenals, it's to help them lose weight and get their insulin levels down. You know, when people are eating too many carbohydrates, um, they tend to gain more weight, most people. Right. Now, um, it, it, a woman can figure out if she's eating too many carbohydrates as if she eats lunch, and then within an hour or two, she's exhausted She's just feeling so tired she can barely keep her eyes open on the desk. And, and, and she wants to go get another cup of coffee, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that patient, is, that person has probably eaten too many carbs at lunchtime. And, you know, this cleanse will help to reset their bodies so that they can have better insulin control, better glucose, which is blood sugar control, 
so that they'll have better elimination. And, you know, I was giving a talk a few weeks ago, and, and I said, so ladies, you know, why do we need to detoxify in order to have a better love life? And <laughs> one of the, one of the um, participants said, well, you don't feel very sexy when you're constipated. <laughs> that is and you know, true. it's true. <laughs> if we're gassy and we're bloated and we have headaches and we have joint pain, we don't feel very good. And one Not of the ways... We good about ourselves. No, Our sex we don't feel good about ourselves. So yeah. one of the best ways to really eliminate all of these conditions in one fell swoop is to give your liver and your intestines a break and make sure that you're eliminating well. And the cleanse that I have in the book is for a, a busy businesswoman, she can do this. In fact, when I was doing the cleanse a few weeks ago, what was so great is I could just throw everything in the blender and hit high <laughs> and Love then drink that. it. Right. It's like I didn't need to spend half an hour making lunch and then sitting down and eating it. You know, it was, it was so easy. It was just so easy. And um, I highly recommend that everybody do the cleanse in my book. For It's a 21-day cleanse at least once a year because that way they're also helping their bodies to reset and they're helping their bodies to eliminate environmental chemicals that can monkey with their hormones. They're putting in a lot of vitamins and nutrition through their food, so they're getting a lot um, of fruits and vegetables, but especially vegetables, not so much fruit. They're on a hypoallergenic diet for those 21 days, so it's free of gluten and eggs and dairy and soy. So they're eating a diet that also has got a low inflammatory quotient, and it's really important that we decrease inflammation in our bodies in order to have great vitality. And what I have found is that most, in fact, I would say every single patient I've had do this cleanse within the first week, they report feeling fantastic. They're like, oh my goodness, I had no idea how much my diet was affecting my vitality. So I highly recommend um, that women do a, a really good cleanse at least once a year. And it also really helps to shift you out of whatever you're in. So if you've been eating a lot of chips and you know that you've been eating too much fast food and you know, you're, kind of in, you're kind of stuck in this like sugar train, it's a great way to just catapult you out of it without having a yeah, lot of food cravings. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of what you don't need and bring you back to balance, which I think everybody needs. Everybody needs to hit that reset button every once That's in a while, right. I think. So I'm excited about looking into that. And, and I, I'm thinking to myself, I kind of need to do a cleanse. So <laughs> this, this sounds like something I'm going to want to try. I, well, it's, I it's, love it's, the it's, sounds of it. It's a great way to enhance elimination. And I've even found that some patients say, you know what, I'm sleeping better. Um, you know, one of the things I think women need to know is that, you know, alcohol is actually a libido buster. And um, what that means is that it actually lowers your libido. A lot of women think, oh, if I have a glass of wine at night, it helps me relax. You know, it makes me feel more sensual. But ultimately, alcohol, it's, it can create insomnia. Okay, I've seen a lot of patients who when they do get off of alcohol, they no longer have insomnia. And that's because they're no longer having the blood sugar fluctuations associated with drinking alcohol. So they're not waking up at three in the morning all of a sudden with a start because um, their brain is starved for some, some sugar. And getting off of alcohol, I mean, alcohol also creates a fatty liver. And in addition, that then creates a congested liver. And when you have a congested liver, you don't break your hormones down very well. And when you don't break your hormones down very well, you're going to have a lot more hormonal havoc. And, you know, there's a whole chapter in the book on hormonal havoc. And it's, I think it's very important that women understand the, the critical role that the hormones play in their libido and in their ability to have this powerful life force. Yeah, hormones are such a, a, an important subject. It's such a big deal. And, and you also talk about um, hormone replacement 
and uh, ways that we can start supporting ourselves in a more natural fashion because synthetic hormones, they're not really good for us, are they? No, they're not. And I, I also recommend that before women use bioidentical hormones, you know, that they really explore the, the plethora of herbal medicines that are out there to help support their adrenals. You know, I often tell women when they're going through perimenopause, which is a, a very important transition in a woman's life, and some women have quite a tumultuous time <laughs> going through that transition, yes. I can tell you for myself, um, you know, just the mood changes associated with the perimenopause can be, you know, quite alarming where, you know, you're kind of like, oh my goodness, that came out of my mouth. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> I? I thought I was a really polite person. <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, you know, or, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, just finding, you know, you're critical with every little thing that comes your way or that you're... Um, you just don't feel like you know who you are. Just like you said, who am I and, and why am I feeling so angry or irritable or weepy? Um, so many of my patients have said they just feel like they just want to cry at any moment, and that's just not who they are. And, you know, when we feel like that, we, we really shouldn't be making big life changes, <laughs> and yet we're, our bodies are going through pretty significant changes. And to ease the transition, I do recommend that my patients use, uh, like I said, a, a plethora of herbal medicines because their ovaries are really going through a career change. I mean, that's really what's happening. And their adrenal glands need to pick up where their ovaries left off. So a lot of the herbal medicines I recommend are to help them make this transition quite easily so that their adrenal glands have the ability to keep cortisol in circulation, which we need this hormone called cortisol. We need it in the morning to be high and we need it to be low at night. And we need it to respond when we haven't eaten enough uh, food so that we keep our blood sugar even. And if our adrenal glands are not able to pick up where the ovaries left off, because our adrenal glands actually make hormones, they make estrogen, they make progesterone, they make testosterone. And it's very important that we support our adrenal gland health if we're feeling exhausted, if we're feeling like we don't feel a lot of happiness in our lives and we're under a great deal of stress. And, you know, one of the herbal aphrodisiacs that I mentioned in the book that I also use a lot in my practice for perimenopause is called maca. And maca is a Peruvian herb. Mm. It has a fairly profound effect on the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. That's a pretty fancy term. Um, but it, it has an effect on the higher centers in the brain that control our ovaries and our adrenal glands. And it, it also has the ability to sort of upregulate the adrenal function and the ovarian function of a woman's body and can help, and can help with the, making uh, a much easier transition through perimenopause. You know, typically what's happening during this period in a woman's life is that she's not ovulating regularly. She's not putting out progesterone. So if a woman is experiencing a lot of heavy periods, that's called estrogen dominance, then what we need to do is we actually need to look at, you know, giving herbs or giving actual natural progesterone to help to ease some of those symptoms and to make it so that she's not having this um, big lining building up in her uterus and then leading to these heavy periods. And if she's not having a lot of insomnia before her periods, well, that's typically because she's not having enough progesterone. And a, a woman who's in her early 40s, we might use chase tree berry or damiana, which are two herbs that are phytoprogesteronic, or we, you know, we might actually use some natural bioidentical progesterone, which is very effective um, used as a transdermal cream. I actually have my patients use progesterone um, 
and as a cream, but they apply it to the, the labia or to the anal mucosa because, um, and this is, we can get into this kind of detail if you want to, but in the book I do outline that, you know, when women apply progesterone as a cream to, let's say, their inner arm or to their abdomen or inner thigh, well, those areas of the body have a quite a thick dermis, right? It's, it's a, many layers of cells that the hormone cream would need to go through in order to get into the bloodstream. Whereas if we apply the hormone creams to the vulva, which is the mucous membrane of the vagina or the vulva, which is the inner and the outer labia and the tissue right outside the vagina, then um, that mucous membrane will, will absorb that progesterone much more readily. And this mucous membrane will never what we call fatigue, whereas receptor sites, let's say on the forearm, can become saturated. And so it's said that, you know, the mucous membranes of the vulva will never fatigue and that you can apply them on a daily basis there. So, and and I think it's a much more effective way of of using bioidentical hormones, you know, using them as transdermal creams. Um, They have found that when women use estrogen as a pill, that actually clotting factors can increase in the liver, and these clotting factors can increase risk of stroke. So I highly recommend that women not take estrogen, whether it's bioidentical or not, um, orally because of that potential um, to increase clotting factors. And when there are so many other ways to use them, we can use them as skin patches, we can use them as transdermal creams. So... um, and you can even use them as trochies, which are uh, sublingual um, under the tongue or, mm-hmm. or as a little chewable that they can put into the buccal mucosa inside their mouth. So, um, so there are many ways to apply hormones, and there are bioidentical hormones that women can use that are DHEA, testosterone, um, estrogen, and estrogen breaks down into different kinds of estrogen. And the most important one that I really want women to know about is called estriol. And estriol is much weaker than estradiol. In fact, they say it's 72 times weaker than estradiol. And it's the primary estrogen that supports the vulva and the vagina. And the reason why this is so important is that one of the key things that happen to women when they're going through perimenopause and into menopause and postmenopause is that the tissues of the vulva and the vagina and the urethra, the clitoris, the clitoral hood, um, all those tissues are estrogen dependent. So these tissues become thin, they can become dry, they lose elasticity. And by using a very low dose estriol, we can rehydrate these tissues. And the reason why that's important is because A, when women have thin, dry vaginal tissues or a vulvovaginal atrophy and dryness, that's what it's called, it's very painful to have intercourse. Second, women are much more prone to urinary tract infections if these tissues are dry and thin. Third, estrogen levels, when they plummet and these tissues become thin and dry, pH changes occur, okay? And and when these pH changes occur, women are much more prone to getting vaginal yeast infections as well as bacterial vaginosis. So it's very important that these tissues are hydrated and, and, and and maintained, um, for those three reasons. In addition... Yeah, those are good reasons. Okay, Dr. Steelsman, we're going to go to break, and I want okay. you to pick up right where you left off. Okay. So we're going to go to break. We're also going to talk about some love life makeover tips. You're not going to want to miss this. More good stuff with Dr. Laura Steelsman. Be right back. Hey, what's up? Thinking about you. XOXOXO. 
want to snuggle dot 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 jk hit me back you getting these texts question mark we should hang later i miss you holla at your boy holla back holla back holla back are you at home where are you what are you doing omg you are making me mad are you with your ex you better text me back i'm waiting outside your house relentless aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message when does the robot become dangerous let us know at that's not cool.com that's not cool.com brought to you by the ad council excuse me do you know how to get to maine and maple do you have these in a seven and a half how's that cooked can i get that shipped overnight is there a direct flight how long does the warranty last what's your soup of the day how do you change the ringtone does it come in blue does this bus stop at elm street we ask questions everywhere in life is it raining out uh what time's the meeting how much does this cost does it have four-wheel drive have we met before what's my account balance yet somehow when we get to the doctor's office any questions um no we clam up ask questions what is this test for are there any side effects when do i get my results questions lead to better health care Go to ahrq.gov for a list of 10 questions everyone should know. Questions are the answer. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Sassy! Sassy! This week's episode, Fire at the Shed. Gee, Johnny, this rope swing sure is swell. Don't I know it. Hey, it's Sassy! I think she's trying to tell us something. Mr. Gunderson? What about Mr. Gunderson? A fire? Mr. Gunderson's trapped? Where, Sassy? Where? What, Sassy? Now that you've got our attention, you'd like to take a moment to talk about shelter pets? Shelter pets in general are well-adjusted, healthy, and love being with people? Sassy, we don't have time! Pets often end up in shelters due to owner problems like divorce or allergies? That's great, Sassy, but what about the fire? There is no fire! You're just messing with our heads? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt! You're listening to Empower Radio. Now, back to Journey to Center with Dr. Tammy Belashevsky. Hello, my friends. We are back with Dr. Laurie Steelsman, author of the critically acclaimed book, Great Sex Naturally, Every Woman's Guide to Enhancing Her Sexuality Through the Secrets of Natural Medicine. So, Dr. Steelsman, I love how your book is a map that can help the reader on a journey to manifest their greatest potential sexually, as well as for their health and vitality overall. It really is just an amazing book, and you are a wealth of wisdom. Thank you very much. Well, I'm hoping to help women change their lives, so thank you. Yeah, I wish I lived in Hawaii, I mean, for many reasons, but right now, because I I wish you were my doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are a lot of... For for those of us that can't get to Hawaii, can you tell us how we can get your book, Great Sex Naturally? Where is this available? 
Um, it's available on Amazon.com, and it should be available in most of the bookstores. It came out in July, middle of July, and um, it's available right there on Amazon.com. You can go to my website, which is drsteelsmith.com, and um, you can click through to Amazon right there, and you can learn more about the book. And I have over 160 articles on my website. Um, you can also go to my Facebook page, which is Lori, Dr. Lori Steelsmith um, at Facebook or what, however that, that, that goes. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, you can get it right off of Amazon or Barnes and & Noble. Right. And, and your book was um, published through Hay House, Louise Hay. That's amazing. That's an amazing it, publishing company. Yeah, it was published through them. And I, I thought it was a very good fit because I think that the message that we are giving is a message that I think is quite congruent with their message about, you know, personal transformation and personal empowerment through not only through the choices that you make every day, but also personal empowerment through bringing consciousness to, to your health and your vitality. So I think that it, it was a perfect fit for, for this particular book. Yes. And before we went to break, I didn't mean to rudely interrupt you, but we needed to go to our little break. Uh, was there something else that you wanted to say about the three points you were making? Oh, okay. There was one other thing that it's very important that women know in order to um, sort of make over their love life and also to maintain health and vitality in their pelvis. And that would be, um, you know, estriol if we were to use an estrogen in postmenopause or menopause or even in perimenopause when the tissues become thin and dry, is that it can also help to prevent incontinence. And incontinence means that you can have some leakage of urine when you cough or when you sneeze or when you jump. And, you know, this, mm -hmm. the urethra, like I said, is, is estrogen dependent. So, so many of my patients have come to see me because they end up with chronic urinary tract infections after intercourse. And that can get very humbug. I mean, not only are they having to take an antibiotic after every act of intercourse, but then they get a subsequent vaginal infection. And, and that can be very uncomfortable. And also, you know, women just kind of say, you know, it's just not worth it having sex anymore because it's painful. Um, mm -hmm. but, but the other piece is these pelvic floor muscles. There, there are these incredibly powerful muscles in our pelvis that keep our organs in place. They help prevent incontinence. Um, it's a pelvic floor muscle called the PC muscle or pubococcygeal muscle, which is actually a group of muscles. And women can exercise this muscle not just through doing kegels, which I'm sure many women have heard of, where you kind of do a squeezing of the, of the vaginal um, walls, but it's actually you can, you can do pelvic floor exercises using various tools to help strengthen these, this pelvic floor muscle. And, and, you know, this concept isn't new. It's been around for thousands of years. In Chinese medicine, they found that women in ancient China, after they would have ch children, that they would actually put little jade balls into the vagina called Benoit balls and then squeeze around these balls and hold them in their vagina in order to strengthen this PC muscle. And I found that a lot of my patients are kind of confused, like, well, how do I do a kegel and what do I squeeze? And, <laughs> and like, am I just supposed to squeeze my bottom <laughs> or my thighs? But actually, you know, you're, you're squeezing a muscle that's quite deep in the pelvis. And by strengthening and bringing your conscious awareness to this muscle, 
um, you can not only prevent a lot of health issues, but you also increase your, your sexual sensitivity. And for women who, um, when they are having sex, they say that they feel more pleasure. And when they, are, when they do climax, they said that their climax or orgasm is much more intense and they have a much, they have, they're much more connected to their pelvis. So I think that bringing, helping women to feel safe about bringing their conscious awareness to their pelvis, doing these Kegel floor exercises using various devices, whether it's a, a Benoit ball or over-the-counter, they can purchase something called Vagicare, which we call vaginal weightlifting. <laughs> and it's really, it's pretty neat. It's like a little egg that you put some weights inside and put it into the vagina. And then as you are going about doing your chores at home, you're actually um, causing the muscles of the of the floor of your of your pelvic floor to squeeze and contract and that in turn will help keep these muscles strong and as they get stronger you can add weight to this area of the body and and bringing this back into the idea of chi in chinese medicine they say that when the pelvic floor is weak and there is incontinence or there's a prolapse of organs that actually a woman leaks chi through her vagina. And I think all of women would say, well, we don't want to be doing that. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't sound, that doesn't bring a good visual to mind for me as you say it. I would agree. No, we don't want to be leaking chi. <laughs> so no, no, we want to keep that. We want to keep our chi. <laughs> we definitely want to keep our chi. So, and we want to build, to build that chi and that vital force. Yes. That's, that's fascinating. You're, you're speaking of things I have never heard of. This is fascinating. <laughs> it's really good stuff. So, I, um, Dr. Laurie, um, I also want to talk about some of your love life makeover tips. First of all, we don't leak our chi. That's a really important one. Well, beyond <laughs> that, what can we do to really start to rekindle the passion? We, if we do our detox and, and we get rid of our stress and we, we strengthen our PC muscles and maintaining our chi, what are some other love life makeover tips that, that we might be able to implement so that uh, we're bringing greater passion to our, our love relationships? Okay. So one of them is I really encourage women to get their hormones tested, and they can do this through saliva testing for cortisol. They can do my favorite way of testing hormones is through a 24-hour urine hormone collection, okay? So what you do is a a 24-hour urine collection. So you collect your urine for a 24-hour period, you mail it off to a lab, and they will give you the most comprehensive assessment of where your hormones are at. And for women who are having hormonal imbalances, that is the first thing they need to do. And that way they can see, oh my gosh, do I have progesterone? Do I not have enough estrogen? Are my adrenals exhausted? What aspect of my adrenals are exhausted? Um, how, and, and then you can create a plan on how to boost and nourish and tonify. So that's a major love life makeover tip. In addition, I think that women need to consider after they've put together their foundation of health and after they've, you know, strengthened their PC methyl and they're building their chi, then we can start to look at our herbal aphrodisiacs because these herbal aphrodisiacs, in addition to a great lifestyle, will provide you with so much more energy and vitality and so much more loving energy, so much more, um, should we just say powerful life force? And that mm-hmm. life force can be used any way that you want. And, um, you know, there are these herbal aphrodisiacs from all over the world. I mean, this is something that has been handed down for generations. And, and there's, nothing, there's nothing in some ways new about them. It's just that I've compiled them into one easy-to-use index where, you know, women can, can 
pick and choose what's going to work best for them. One of my absolute favorite aphrodisiacs is called cordyceps, and it's a mushroom. It's been used in Chinese medicine for thousands of years. I call it my Shangri-La of aphrodisiacs because it's, it's an herb that can nurture and nourish your libido over the long haul. It nourishes both the yin aspect of qi, right, that feminine aspect of qi, and it also nourishes the yang aspect of qi. Um, I use it a lot in, in women who also have a lot of immune deficiencies. They're getting sick a lot. They have a lot of upper respiratory infections. Um, but it can definitely help to increase sexual response through its ability to build the qi of the body, to build this vital force. And it's something that should be taken long-term. And typically for women, you know, and, and for men, because there's a whole chapter in here on men's health as well and aphrodisiacs for men, typically herbs are taken over the long haul. And, you know, they're not just take one pill and, and um, you know, once a week or something like that. They're, they're used to be able to build and nurture the energy of the body. You know, many people have heard of Chinese ginseng, and that's been passed down again for centuries. And what's so amazing about ginseng is that modern research has been able to find its active constituents and explain why this has been such an amazing herb for so many thousands of years. But it does, it contains these ginsenocytes, which are compounds that increase physical and mental abilities, um, but it doesn't really stimulate it, you like caffeine, but it does boost the immune system. It affects the adrenal glands. It also increases nitric oxide, which um, vasodilates in, in the blood vessel, and a lot of the herbal aphrodisiacs do have this effect. They vasodilate, and by doing so, they can help to lower blood pressure. So for people with really low blood pressure, not a great idea, but for people who don't have low blood pressure, who actually have moderate um, or high blood pressure, it's a really excellent herb to help lower blood pressure while also giving energy to the body and helping to build the chi. We have some other really fun herbs like horny goatweed. <laughs> and this I like is the a, name of that. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this is from Chinese medicine. And basically, it really fortifies the yang energy. It's a very hot, spicy herb. And it's, it's um, used in Chinese medicine in combination with more cooling herbs, especially for women. I do not recommend that women take horny goatweed all by itself because it, it'll actually make their hot flashes worse. It'll give them insomnia. It'll actually drain their vital force. It'll drain their energy too much. But if it's combined with another herbal aphrodisiac that I mentioned called Romania, then it's actually quite soothing and it's nourishing and it can really tonify what they call life's gate, which is sort of your sexual chi. Um, another herb that I absolutely love and have used a lot of is ginseng. And people don't think of ginseng as an aphrodisiac. They think, oh, that's good for your memory, right? But actually ginseng, again, a Chinese herb passed down for generations, has been found, um, I'm sorry, not ginseng, I'm trying to say ginkgo. I'm sorry, ginkgo, ginseng, they both start with a G. Um, but ginkgo biloba is for memory. And ginkgo also increases nitric oxide, and I think that's why it helps with memory because it increases nitric oxide in the brain, increases circulation, but it also increases blood flow to the vagina and the vulva, so it can increase genital sensitivity. But what was so interesting about ginkgo is that a study published in the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy found that it can help both men and women with sexual dysfunction occurring as a common side effect of antidepressant medications. So it increased um, sexual desire and response 
in both men and women. So for, and you know, this is a very common problem for people who are taking antidepressant medications like Prozac or Paxil or Wellbutrin. And um, very important that people have a, a solution to that, especially for, you know, people that are in couples and, and, and want to stay in a long-term loving relationship and they do need to take antidepressant medication for whatever reason. Very important that we have some solutions for those people because, you know, most, most people, you know, they want to be able to have sexual energy. They want to be able to reach out, embrace, and fully express their love for their loved one. And it's an important part of couples staying together and, and nurturing each other. And, you know, that also brings me to our love life makeover tip. And that is, you know, I, I think that in America we have this idea of, um, they say that the typical intercourse or sexual union is sort of an eight-minute gyration that usually ends in a male orgasm and rarely, but sometimes, a female orgasm. But, you know, there's this other idea that, you know, men are kind of like a small pot of water on a very large flame in terms of their sexual energy. And what that means is that they tend to heat up very quickly, but then they boil over. <laughs> and hence the eight-minute gyration, right? Whereas women are a very large pot of water on a very small flame. And that means that they, they take a lot longer to warm up. But once they're hot, they can stay hot for hours. And, <laughs> and if you think about it, we've got a very different sexual tempo between men and women. And if, if men and women can understand this, then they can change their sexual dance so that they have a much more um, salubrious sex. So they have much more, he they have sex that's much more healing because ultimately sex and sexual union, when it's combined with love, is deeply healing. And it, and it does help not only physiologically change the body. I mean, they found that all kinds of neurotransmitters are released that are feel-good neurotransmitters, which are brain chemicals like serotonin and dopamine, and even phenylethylamine is released when, when people have orgasms. Um, but also stress hormone levels are, are, you know, plummet. So, you know, here we talk about what is the underlying cause of most disease stress. Well, guess what? Sex can heal that. <laughs> and at least really good sex can heal that. And I think that, you know, I do have a whole section in my book on this idea of, of shifting the sexual dance so that, you know, the goal isn't necessarily orgasm, but the goal is to intimately share and reach out and nurture each other through the sexual dance. And for a man to be able to understand his partner's um, her, her, her big pot of water and how, you know, a lot of women maybe have never reached a high state of, of sexual arousal necessary for her to really experience her sexuality. And um, I do invite the couples to explore that and to, and to realize that she does have a very different um, sexual arousal rate. And um, this also takes us to the point of, you know, different kinds of sexual expression. You know, I've had a lot of patients come to my office over the years who have, they've actually come in as couples or even the woman comes in by herself and they're deeply embarrassed and they're kind of like, you know what, we just don't know if this is normal. Can you please tell us? Is this okay? And basically what they're asking me is they say, you know, when, when we're having sex, sometimes, you know, she'll release some fluid from her urethra. And, and, and the woman will kind of embarrassingly say, yeah, I know, and I feel like I'm, I might be urinating, and is that normal? And, and I say, you know what, you're not, you're not urinating. And um, that women actually have this thing called a G-sponge or a urethral sponge that is inside um, the wall of the vagina, anterior to the vagina, 
and it's and it surrounds the urethra, and it's it, the tissue is analogous to the male prostate. And when this tissue becomes um, stimulated and stimulated long enough, and she's reached a certain level of sexual arousal, then she can actually release fluid from her urethra as part of her sexual expression. And this is perfectly normal. And I really want women to know that this is a normal sexual response. And I have to tell you, there are books out there written by very sophisticated medical doctors that completely deny that this exists, which is which is scary in the year 2012. <laughs> and it seems almost as if, you know, this idea that women ejaculate a fluid is almost sort of relegated to the so this muddy porn world. But you know what? It's a r- normal physiologic response that women do and couples experience, and it's an okay thing, and it's normal, and it's okay. And I want women to know that because I've just, like I said, had too many patients over the years very confused and actually feeling like there's something wrong with them when there's absolutely nothing wrong with them at all. Yeah, I've heard about this. And it was, uh, I think one term, it was called Amrita. Does that, does that ring a bell? Is that something yes, you've heard? That's yeah. a term that's used in tantric um, uh-huh. terminology. Right. And, you know, I think that there's something to the idea of, of tantric lovemaking in that the goal is not to reach a climax. The goal is not to reach an orgasm, but the goal is to hold back from that so that each person gets to a higher and higher level of sexual ecstasy. And I think that that kind of attention, um, that kind of sexual attention and nurturing attention, feeling safe within the sexual dance will allow a woman to fully let go and experience what her body may do when she's fully sexually aroused. And, you know, what I thought was so interesting in the research for this book is that, you know, when men have an orgasm, their part of their brain that lights up is the reward center of their brain, <laughs> okay? But when, when women have an orgasm, the part of their brain that lights up is the part that lets go, <laughs> that hmm. lets go of control, okay? Interesting. So, I thought that was really interesting, too. So, you know, again, looking at yin and yang, you know, women need to be stimulated, but they also need to be nurtured, right? Women need to be stimulated, but they also need to feel safe in order to fully let go, right? In order to fully let right. go that and allow sense. Yeah, to themselves to experience their full sexual expression. Wow. Fascinating. I had no idea. Again, you're a wealth of wisdom. This is fantastic. Well, thank you. And, you know, I think that one, you know, if there were some parting thoughts that I'd like to share is that, you know, ultimately, as I started off in the beginning of our conversation, you know, the book is called Great Sex Naturally, but in so many ways, this book should be called Great Love Naturally, because ultimately, this book is about women loving themselves and taking care of themselves, giving them information so that they feel safe in their bodies, you know, helping them to understand their unique and phenomenal feminine organs. It's, it's a book about women helping them to have the energy and the vitality so that they can fully love another and that they can feel safe in their own sexual expression. And I feel Absolutely. like in many ways, I know, the book is about helping, people, helping couples stay together and helping to empower women and, and women bringing them to a high level of self-love and self-care so that they can build their vital energy and this powerful life force. 
Mm. And that is the purpose of Empower Radio. So that is, (laughs) you're a good fit for us. This is fantastic. So we have about five minutes left, Dr. Steelsman. Is there, I know you'd mentioned earlier in the show that uh, alcohol is actually um, not good for our libidos. Are there other anti-aphrodisiacs that you might uh, suggest that we stay away from if we're trying to enhance our, our love life and increase our libido? I would say there are many, and I'm going to just list a few, but, you know, first of all, let's eat organic food because when we don't, we're exposed to all kinds of chemicals that monkey with our liver's ability to detoxify hormones as well as our, our, they monkey with many different systems in our bodies. You know, the research just came out on how rice is contaminated with arsenic because of the arsenic-laced fertilizers that are used in growing rice. And, you know, rice is grown in a water medium. So we need to be sure to be eating organic food. There's absolutely nothing sexy about, you know, eating food grown in sewage sludge and chemicals and everything yeah, else. So, so those, yeah. those are mm-hmm. anti-libido foods. Um, hot, fatty fried foods are anti-libido foods. They congest your liver. They make you constipated or they give you diarrhea. We want to be avoiding those as well. Um, excessive sugar promotes yeast overgrowth. Yeast overgrowth leads to vaginal infections, leads to a lot of gas, bloating, indigestion. Um, Again, very not important. sexy. Yeah, and like definitely you not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> not, and, not, not, not adorable. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. We already talked about alcohol, fatty yes. foods, sugar, non-organic foods. Um, you know, I mean, I could go on and on, but you know, ultimately, a really healthy diet. It's simple to come by. It's easy to eat. Um, that's that's the kind of diet that we want to be having. And in the book, I do have a number of super libido foods that you know can help boost your sexual energy because of their ability to help enhance health and increase the integrity of your blood vessels and decrease inflammation. Um, in particular, the omega-3 fatty acids are so important because they decrease inflammation. They help every cell work better in terms of getting incorporated into the cell membranes, and they help to hydrate the tissues of the vulva and the vagina. Fantastic. I love that. This is some good Um, stuff. I love your book. So if you're listening to this conversation and you're intrigued by this and ready to go to the next level in your health and in your sexuality, Great Sex Naturally. Uh, the subtitle, Every Woman's Guide to Enhancing Her Sexuality Through the Secrets of Natural Medicine. And Dr. Laurie Steelsman, you can find her on Facebook. She has her website, drsteelsman.com. And lots of lots of information there, lots and lots of articles. Um, I, I was reading it uh, last week, and I'm like, there is just so much good stuff here. And I'm I'm just loving everything you're teaching. This is very, very cool. You've answered a lot of questions I didn't even know I had. Well, great. (laughs) (laughs) So this is fantastic. So if anybody has any questions for you, do you have a way that they can get a hold of you to ask questions? Is that possible on your website or on Facebook? I'm sure they can just go right to my website, which is drsteelsmith, S-T-E-E-L-S-M-I-T-H.com, and they can just email me directly through there. I love that because you may have uh, brought up some questions and concerns for people and, and you are just uh, really fun to talk to. Again, you have so much uh, wisdom and knowledge about this subject that not a lot of people seem to have this, this, this overall view of. So you seem to understand details and the bigger picture and the holistic approach, which is just fantastic. Like I said, I wish you were closer. <laughs> what did you do with my doctor? <laughs> well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed being on your show. 
Yes, this was really fun. And so, Brent Carey, thank you again for Empower Radio. And if my listeners have any questions or concerns or thoughts, if you want to get in touch with me, you can uh, come to my website, TammyBPhD.com. That's spelled with an I, TammyBPhD.com, and write to me. I also have a guided meditation if you want to uh, relax and release some stress and line up more fully with your higher self. I, I recommend it highly. It's a good place to be. So take care of yourself. Thanks for hanging out with us and uh, hope to connect with you again soon. Onward and upward. Bye for now.